I thought we'd continue our reflections on the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does for us. Perhaps we take the Holy Spirit for granted. We hear references to the Holy Spirit, for example, in the Sacred Liturgy, but we don't necessarily avert to the truth given by those words that we pray. For example, in the fourth Eucharistic prayer, we read, And you so love the world, Father Most Holy, that in the fullness of time you sent your only begotten Son to be our Saviour, made incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He shared our human nature in all things but sin. So there's the church acknowledging the role of the Holy Spirit from the first moment of Christ's human existence. And then the Holy Spirit is called upon again before the words of consecration. So in the Epicalesis, that moment when the priest lays his hands over the gifts of bread and wine, he prays, Therefore, O Lord, we pray, may this same Holy Spirit graciously sanctify these offerings, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. So they're the work of the Holy Spirit that began in the conceiving of Christ's humanity is brought to an especial completion in making present that same incarnate Lord in the Holy Eucharist for us. So it's important to think about the Holy Spirit and what he does. I thought I'd just give you some key ideas from the Gospel of St. John because there's so much throughout the New Testament. Just a few ideas from St. John. So if you go to chapter 14, you see that Christ makes a promise of the Holy Spirit and he describes this counsellor who will be with the apostles forever. This is the spirit of, of truth. And this spirit of truth will guide us into all the truth, will help us to remember what Christ has said and done for us. This Holy Spirit will enable us to remember what sin really is in terms of being a separation between us and God and the Holy Spirit will protect us as it were from the accusations of the evil one. So the idea of a counsellor in the ancient times was to speak on behalf of someone or to defend someone in a courtroom. So Jesus uses this image of counsellor or paraclete or advocate to speak of the Holy Spirit as someone who will strengthen us, guide us, and who will comfort us in moments of difficulty. Later on in St. John's Gospel, after the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus, there's what we call the Johannine Pentecost. Of course, the Pentecost is the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit at the beginning of the time of the church after the ascension. We read that in the Acts of the Apostles. But in St. John's Gospel, we've got this pouring out of the Holy Spirit by the resurrected Christ. There we see the Apostles very much in need of affirmation and a sense of forgiveness and reconciliation to the Lord that they let down. And Jesus, in appearing to them, mentions the peace that he wants them to have. But then St. John records that Jesus breathed on them 
and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So the ministry of Jesus for the communication of God's mercy and the reconciliation that's brought about through the grace of repentance and the healing of the human heart through the forgiveness of God is continued in the ministry of the apostles and the church. But the breathing of Jesus is a symbolic action that captures different moments in the Old Testament. For example, in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7, the Lord breathes life into Adam. In 1 Kings 17, 21, Elijah resuscitates a boy with his breath by breathing on him and praying that he would be returned to life. And in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 9, God is presented as raising an army of corpses to new life by the breath of the Spirit. The action of the Holy Spirit in terms of guiding, remembering, and communicating forgiveness is in each instance an action of giving life, of uniting us to Christ, of enabling us to live a life according to the blessedness of God. So here we have a, an idea of the Holy Spirit truly helping us to come to the fulfillment that God wants us, the complete development of ourselves and the complete development of our relationships with others, all that really truly gives us fullness of life. With these thoughts in mind, we turn to the Holy Spirit and continuing our novena for Pentecost, we ask for the grace to be open to this life-giving action of the Spirit, to receive the mercy He wants to communicate to us, and to open our hearts to the remembering of this wonderful love poured out for us by Christ. We pray, Holy Spirit, we believe in you as the Lord and the giver of life. You filled Mary's heart with the gift of Jesus, and she rejoiced in God's saving goodness. With Mary, we now devote ourselves to prayer, preparing for your coming at Pentecost. Pour the love of God into our hearts. Set us free from the spirit of complaint, fear, and despair, filling us with faith, encouragement, and confidence. Lead us into all the truth about God and renew the bonds of peace in our families, friendships, and parishes. Through the grace of repentance, help us to receive the risen Christ's offer of peace and forgiveness. Give us the words to speak, that our world may know the promise of abundant life in Christ. Strengthen and support us, that we may trust in your promise of eternal life. Amen. <laughs>